Game over. User wins. How can you marry? I don't think so. Glitch! BS and P! Are we still... Is this still happening? Why'd you do it? Salvations Game Sprites! Welcome to episode 52 of Alphanumeric, the world's foremost reboot podcast. I'm The Siege, one of your hosts, formerly known as Christopher Siege, and currently known as The Siege, but also Christopher Siege. Formerly, but currently. I don't know. I'm having a bit of an identity crisis right now. Like my name, like I'm, I'm going through my own little dot thing right now. But anyway, that's me, and I'm joined as always by my illustrious co-hosts, Neo Cal. Hello, it is me. And Lady Glitch. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back. And we also have a guest this week. Our number one fan. I've been really excited to have her on the show. Ah, uh, game sprite mode. Oops. Hello. <laughs> gotta figure Woo! out the, the it's all mirrored. I gotta figure out the the orientation. Oh okay, yeah, I always that hate that. There I we always go. like go to point like like somewhere and I'm like, wait a second. Just How does technology in, work? Point in every direction and then like your, all it's your base is covered. It's it's uh it, yeah, there we go. There we go. Figured it out. Angular. Game sprite <laughs> mode. Hello. Uh, uh. <laughs> You know, before we record, we should really move around the little window so that all of us have the same <laughs> orientation. But it's funnier if it doesn't work like that. Oh, yeah. Well, watching uh, old episodes of Alphanumeric and I'll like <laughs> point up to at recording what's above me mm -hmm. to be like, oh, hey, like Lady Glitch. And then Christopher's upload, Lady Glitch is like beside me. And I'm like, well, now I just look silly. <laughs> <laughs> Sillier than usual. Exactly. Well, uh, little do uh, do you all know, but I do actually move the windows around before we we start recording. I'm just uh, um, not very coordinated. Plus, uh, in the old days, back when we were still doing this on uh, Discord, so uh, this is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain here. Ew. Originally, <laughs> when we were recording this show, we were just uh, using Discord and using a chat bot named Craig. And then eventually the like Patreon version of that chat bot, Alistair. Um, and then when we started doing video, which was the uh, the dearly departed uh, uh, Aiden Snidler, former co-host of this show, uh, uh, was he actually his idea to move to video. And uh, so when we made the move to video, well, video and audio, uh, we, we still kept up with Discord and the chat bot. But I also used OBS to uh, screen capture the video because I didn't really have any, didn't really have like the technical know-how or wherewithal to like figure out like another, a better way of doing it. I'm like, well, I know this way will work, so I'll, so I'll do it that way. And then what I would have to do is um, take the the video that OBS recorded Cut, uh, strip the audio from it, take the audio from uh, Craig or Alistair, the chatbots, and then put them together. And so that it was. 
Yeah, it was a bit of a, a, a technical nightmare. But the reason why I brought that up was because back in the days of Discord, you actually can't move the windows around. But uh, uh, we, I switched over to using Zoom because Zoom just streamlines the whole process. Zoom like handles everything. Um, Zoom, I can actually move the windows around, uh, the uh, uh, videos uh, around into whatever way I see fit. Yes. Gone mad with power. <laughs> I've gone mad with power and drunk with rage and <laughs> uh, uh, r uh, rotundo with envy. No, envy's not right. Uh, this you're is a lot of things. You're a lot of feels, is what you're saying. All all of the feels. Um, anyway, this is uh, episode uh, fifty-two of Alpha Numeric. Uh, we we finished reboot, folks. Wow, Can you believe it? My first time watching season four, 2022. <laughs> and and you did not spoil it for yourself by trying to find, you know, how it ended. Well, can you believe that I went 20 years without being able to spoil, spoil uh, reboot for myself? Uh, no, I, I can't believe it because I have a really bad tendency when I'm watching shows uh, that have already like complete, like the season's already done or whatever. I have a really bad habit of like going to wikis and reading ahead when uh, I get curious about something. Because like you try to avoid spoilers, but then you read something mm -hmm. where it heavily suggests someone dies or a character that you thought was dead is still alive, and you're like, damn. <laughs> it's like I'll never go on the internet again. When I'm trying to read a book, my eyes tend to shift all over the place. So if I'm trying not to you know, spoil what's on the next page, I will like either fold the book back or cover up that one page and force myself to go paragraph by paragraph. So it's not like I'm skipping to a major plot point, but I still have all this dialogue to read or an action scene to read before we get to that spot. So mm. I, feel like I, I just imagine you in like a, like um, Robert Downey Jr. Like Sherlock Holmes, like montage where like the camera like zooms in as you're reading and like, you're like doing like quick zooms and highlighting certain words all over various parts of the page. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> trying to right like <laughs> trying to like uh, form like a um uh, uh trying to anticipate like where the story goes just by like reading like random paragraphs. And then I have a board behind me with like all kinds of like string going from point A to point B trying to connect the dots. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't know either. Uh game sprite mode. Thanks for being on the show here with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm very See how organized <laughs> we are? <laughs> Uh, it should be called Big ADD Energy. Oh, there, there, there you go. Yeah. Pet, I, don't steal it. Steal it. <laughs> trademark. Big ADD Energy combined with uh, uh, my weird tangents that I go on about things. Big ADD Energy starring Highlander, AEW, <laughs> and Metal Gear Solid. Rolls off the tongue. Anyway, Games Primo, we're happy to have you on the show, and thank you so much for supporting us from pretty much day one. Like you're, you're probably our biggest fan. So thank you for being along for the ride. Oh no worries, I love anything reboot. So yeah, I can. Who found uh, us first, Lady Glitch or Game Sprite Mode? Ooh, Siege. Um. Well. 
uh, uh actually <laughs> off air uh, me and game sprite mode were talking and uh i i, I did uh, query how uh how she got into the show and um your answer was that you got into the show probably about a year ago right uh around yeah. when we uh around when we first did uh uh started season three so that would have been i think that was April or May of 2021 when we were starting season three. And I remember that Lady Glitch had, not this is a competition or anything. <laughs> no, everything's a competition. Let's go. <laughs> I remember Lady Glitch had messaged me in uh, on Instagram out of the blue in like January of 2021. Although you weren't yeah. listening to the show at that point. Yeah, but we were interacting through Instagram photos of reboot things, so... And that's right. why you follow those reboot hashtags, folks. Exactly. Hashtags have a point. Who would have thought? Actually, they have uh, eight points, if you think about it. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> the hashtag, the technical term is called an octothorpe. Nerd fact of the day. Yeah, you're both nerds. That's... And this is why we're together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a nerd. Uh, uh, speaking of nerds, uh, game sprite mode. You got some. Uh, you got some cool reboot stuff in the. Uh, for the audio listeners, uh, game sprite mode has some cool reboot stuff behind you. Do you want to talk about any of that? It's it's quite the collection. Uh, I have a problem, a little impulse control issue, and eBay exists, so I have a lot of action figures <laughs> right now. Probably way more than adults should own. But uh, no, no shame. You should see the amount of uh, Beast War shit that I have. <laughs> it's... We had to take a rake and like rake some of it out, just so I had a place to sit in Laser Comb HQ. So <laughs> whole table, uh, a whole table, just for the the Transformers. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll post a photo of it to the Patreon or something like that, just to be like, because you you, you got to see yeah. just just how it. It's I'm surprised a lot. you haven't yet. Yeah. Um. So. Game sprite mode uh, for for audio listeners. It seems like her favorite characters might be Matrix and Andrea. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. And uh, I I find that interesting because a lot of people liked old reboot before it got edgy and older. But when I was young, boy howdy, was I all aboard like the sexy <laughs> the sexy like dangerous couple like traversing the games, and that's when it like amped up amped up for me i got back into it right because i was that age where i was like eh, reboot's okay and now there's a dude with a gun and <laughs> and i i was all on board dude with muscles and a leather sleeveless leather vest and he's got Hell, a robot yeah. eye and a fucking gun and he's got a hot See, babe on his side and basically how i dress in the fall for some reason yeah chain belt <laughs> and he's got a fucking hype dog that that's true they didn't even have to change frisket he was he was already pretty pretty gangster the gold tooth and the spiked collar right and how did you did you like to to focus on do you guys mind if i make a game sprite mode feel on the spot for Uh, a second here by all means aha take that (laughs) um did were you on reboot like right when it started airing or did you kind of find I, it later? I was born like 
mid nineties. So I was a baby when it was airing. So oh, okay. I play that gif of me like, getting old really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, YTV would always play the reruns though. So that's the first time I actually watched it. Praise YTV. Best of Canadian yeah. <laughs> TV. So I, you you saw it when, like in the two thousands with through reruns. Yeah. Uh, and I went. I uh, r- remember actually in the, um, uh, I think it was in the mid two thousands. Teletoon was showing uh, Canadian uh, for uh, American listeners, which is most of you. Um, uh, Teletoon's Canadian. It's our Canadian Cartoon Network, basically. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, my sisters who are, uh, well, a couple of my sister, I have several siblings. That's a whole can of worms unto itself, but, um, several half siblings of varying ages, one of whom is only two months younger than I am. Um, but, uh, my, my two youngest sisters who, uh, were born in the early 2001 and 2002, um, they actually like grew up watching reboot too, because Teletoon was showing reboot in, reruns a reboot in the mid 2000s oh okay i see i was unaware of that so that explains why there's younger like waves of fans of of reboot Mm -hmm. so uh do you remember exactly how you discovered reboot uh game spray mode honestly just watching tv and it happened to come on i didn't process the whole story arc or anything because it was kind of random when i was watching the episode oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely later on i decided to watch it from start to finish because i was feeling nostalgic and i'm like oh my gosh this is my new obsession oh so that was the moment when yes yeah so i was much older when i was like super obsessed with reboot Okay, so it wasn't something that you like caught your eye and you were like, oh my God. It was when you were like, okay, I'm going to watch it from start to finish. And (laughs) when you were older and you were like, this, (laughs) this will be my shrine. Uh, I think it's the same way with uh, Lady Glitch too, actually. Uh, It sounds pretty, pretty similar to her story, who um, we we appear to have lost temporarily. And we're making international calls. So that's. And they're on remote. They, their 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 filming setup is very uh, n- not optimal. Uh, uh, new live news updates from Lady Glitch. Uh, apparently, her phone overheated. Oh, uh, she, uh, she she is down in the, the state of Georgia right now, and uh, I believe. Oh, it was on her dash. Yeah, audio listeners, it, it was sitting. Yeah, that, that's basically like holding it under a microscope. Black phone on the dash under the whip. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if she pops back in here. So it's gonna be. Uh, I, I suspect it's going to be a uh, an episode of Lady Glitch popping in and out. But that's okay. Live, live, uh, live from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. This is our. Um, not the last episode of the podcast, but the the last probably the last one for a little while. So we might as well just uh, go whole hog and let the let the face fall where they may, as Megatron Day, would say. Damon got to her. <laughs> Damon <laughs> and got um, to her. Her uh, key tool separated from her, so she's disconnected from the grid, man. Uh, so uh, game sprite mode. So if you uh, you. 
so you uh, tend uh, watched reboot most uh, mostly as an adult. Then, uh, what are some of your favorite episodes? Um, probably most of the episodes of season three. <laughs> okay, it's like really hard to narrow it down. Maybe uh, like the mouse trap to showdown era is probably like yeah favorite episodes <laughs> are like okay okay. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the uh, the Star Trunk episode as we dubbed it? Uh, oh, what was that called? I um, like Star Trek. I'm more of a casual fan. I just watch Voyager. I haven't seen the original, but high five, I high five, Voyager. Did the Star Trek episode? I think I've only watched it twice, even though I've rewatched the show so many times because I always skip over it. I think it's just insufferable. It, it, there you go insufferable that's the word of the day <laughs> um i watched in completion voyager so i'm a, i'm a big voyager fan too so shout out to voyager fans oh there we go hey live from georgia <laughs> oh my god literally system hopping over here people with my life so uh, you, yeah. you weren't taken by the daemon virus then no i got stolen for like two seconds and I, br I brought myself back um but yeah my phone overheated and it shut itself off so yeah it was on the dash right um actually i have it wedged in between in my uh, steering wheel so not on the dash itself but I i'm still roasting like a rotisserie chicken it's great what's the uh, it's the a cool seven degrees celsius up here on island town i know i miss it <laughs> 46 for American listeners. Uh, what's the temperature down in Georgia right now? Uh, right now it's nearing 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And Oof. I've got a mass. I also have a massive line of rain that's about to hit in about 20 minutes. So it might get a little loud. Hooray. Woo, gummy. <laughs> um, so. We were talking uh, about our favorite episode um, <sighs> where no Sprite has gone before. Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Did I just remember something? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you you got it. <laughs> um, I'm patting myself on the back. Um, and how even game sprite mode um is like it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, we're casual uh, Star Trek like fans, as we were saying. Um, so I like good Star Trek jokes, and I'm a fan of it. I don't like dislike any Star Trek, uh, but like. The episode is kind well, of you, like yeah. insulting to the characters themselves too. You like haven't seen Matrix us conflicting yep. with. Ah, go ahead. <laughs> you haven't seen Star Trek Discovery, have you, Cal? If you're, uh... no. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh oh. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> but um, it, it is a very polarizing show. Uh, but uh, and... Game Sprite Mode was saying it's it's insufferable. Um. Is there a reason you don't like it? Or is it just kind of like when we covered the show on alphanumeric, it's just a hot mess. Like everything's just bad. Oh no, I, I hated it from the first moment I saw it. Just the, the <laughs> William Shatner impersonation was bad and it lasted the whole episode. The conflict right. between Matrix and Andrea, I thought was just so ridiculous. It's it forced. Was just, I, it felt like a filler episode in a season when I felt like we moved past filler episodes. It's like, come on, I want to get on with finding Bob and actually doing things and getting back to mainframe, not this. 
you can skip that episode like show it to somebody but just don't include that episode and they would never know there's an episode missing. yeah yeah it doesn't uh contribute anything to the overall uh uh like meta narrative of no it doesn't explain three. anything it doesn't um bring back any of the the sprites uh the characters don't learn something from that system that like helps them on their journey there's nothing there uh, the the kind of the the shame about that episode is that it was written by DC Fontana, who was a prolific writer of the original series, and I, I know I talked about it in that episode, but it's it, it's it's a shame because they they actually got like one of the most prolific writers involved with the original series, and she ended up writing a really bad episode, and I think the reason why it's so bad is because she tried to write it like an episode of. Star Trek the original series instead of an episode of reboot that was homaging Star Trek the original series um, standalone right like uh, I am a fairly big Star Trek fan myself uh, so I can it's it's a topic that I could talk about for yeah. a very long time I was actually I watched the first two episodes of season two of Star Trek Picard today before we started recording mm. wow the uh, the first uh, uh 40 or so minutes of that season premiere is boring as shit. <laughs> uh, on the topic of uh, what is good and bad, does very anyone bad. have a single... Yeah, very bad. Does anyone have their least favorite episode, most hated episode that's not um, the one we, we've just discussed? <laughs> yes. Oh. Mine would be season one, episode six in the belly of the beast. That's a bad one. Yeah. That's, that's... Like I can appreciate the Enzo Frisket, like boy and his dog kind of camaraderie that goes on and some of the humor that, that is portrayed, but overall it's just like, eh. you dislike that one more than um, where no Sprite has gone before. I probably, probably. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I got an idea here. Why don't we like all talk about our least favorite episodes and then our favorite episodes and we'll go Deal. like kind we'll go like we'll do like a round table discussion. Yeah. So uh game sprite mode. Uh being uh, the guest being the guest on the, the podcast, uh what are your least favorite episodes? Uh, I probably have to agree with Lady Glitch. Too many fart jokes. It was just too much. Megabyte literally steps in dog shit at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Like if that doesn't summarize an we episode, didn't like that, that episode. <laughs> if that doesn't summarize like that episode, uh, I I don't know what I don't know what else does. Yeah, and definitely uh where no sprite has gone before is definitely my most hated episode. That takes number 1. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about high code? I actually liked high code. I know you guys weren't a fan of it. I thought it was a cool concept of the the Codemasters. I feel yeah. like maybe if the show continued, it's a cool concept. It would have brought them back potentially. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Game Sprite Mode. Like, I cool not concepts do not make good <laughs> <laughs> episodes. I wish they had introduced the idea of this like hacker Jedi like order that exists in the shadows and then either left it alone or touched upon it later, rather than trying to start explain and then finish that entire idea. 
it's too big for one episode. And then you just kind of end up with a villain who's here to subjugate mainframe. Oh, but I guess I'll just leave now. What, he got a good stern talking to and the Sith Lord just leaves? Uh, No, no. he learned about like family and He learned about family values. And he changed his mind. Well, um, ah, yes, the Sith Lord that came with his double-sided lightsaber. In case anyone was wondering if that was a Star Star Wars episode. um, No, that that episode uh, predates uh, the Star Wars prequels. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is... It's the um, George Lucas ripped off reboot is what I'm saying. Phantom Menace <laughs> R- ripped off reboot. <laughs> that is that uh, is that is canon now. According, uh, so say we all. So I, I dislike it. I dislike. You can ask Christopher this uh, with Beast Machines and Beast Wars. When something has the potential to be really good and it's really bad, I hate it way more than just a meh episode. Hmm. And by them trying to start and wrap that all up in one episode, it introduces a really cool idea. The, 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 the code smashers. Um, but it, or like, the code thrashers. The, the, the chode bashers. I, <laughs> <laughs> the we chode. made this joke on the episode enough times, but. <laughs> the chode um, smashers. <laughs> um, uh, when something has the potential to be good. So I I actually agree with both of you that it's like, oh, it's a cool concept that there's the guardians, but there's like another school of like hackers and they manipulate code and they make their kyber crystal like lightsaber (laughs) thingies, but some of them are in hiding and like some of them are assassins and they have their own code of conduct. It didn't go anywhere. And so that makes it extra disappointing. So that's my actually least favorite episode. Right. I uh, got any more episodes you uh, you can't stand, Game Sprit? No, I'm like pretty much a sucker for reboot. I like most of the episodes. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, Siege. Do you have hated? That, I mean, that's good. Who like who yeah. wants to hate things, right? Especially a show you love. I wish I loved every episode of this. There's show. There's only two I really dislike. The 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 code blaster and the where no sprite has gone before. Everything else is either uh, or pretty pretty alphanumeric. Uh, what about you? Do you have a different one you dislike, Siege? Uh, uh, high code least favorite episode where no sprite has gone before. It's really bad. Uh, in the belly of the beast is also pretty bad. It, it's not great. <laughs> I'm not big on racing the clock. In fact, I'm not big on a lot of season one episodes in hindsight, which is funny because like you would think if that's the case, like why did I keep watching the show as a child? Because I, uh, I, I've talked about this on the show before, but like I watched reboot because I, I was born in '85, so I was nine when it premiered, um, and I meant. I just hit my microphone. Um, I, I mentioned that I discovered the show, like literally reading a preview about it uh, uh, in TV Guide, and being like, "Oh, that looks cool." And it was That's a picture good. of it was a picture from Racing the Clock of Bob like standing next to an F1 car, like holding a helmet, helmet, dressed as a what race an car odd driver. Promotional episode, right? Um, yeah. So in hindsight, it's like. 
I, I actually dislike so many of the season one episodes that it's like, why did I keep watching it then? Most of the fan base seems to think the first and second season are best. I think season two is my favorite, personally. Season two is pretty... I, I pick and choose from throughout all of them, but season three's got that special sauce, so I'm with Game Sprite mode. Yeah, season three was good. Uh, <laughs> There's um, a lot of little conflicts that we have uh, talked about, exhausted the topic on on this this podcast where I was like, did we need this episode? Did we learn anything? But uh, they move a lot of parts in season three. Yeah. And I feel like the character development, especially for Enzo, really shines in season three, too. I, I always say that he's, I feel like he's the main character in yeah. all of <laughs> of reboot um i think he's the only character that is in every episode of of reboot um and yeah i like his character development too even the angsty renegade i don't need any friends uh well parts well and i remember reading that uh the the character of enzo was introduced uh to the show because uh some executive was at ebc was like Oh, you need to have a uh, you need to have a kid, a child insert character, a, a little Enzo, and Enzo was the name that he gave because like his nephew's name was Enzo or something like that. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, they they mainframe was kind of forced to put the character of Enzo in the show by uh, producers at ABC specifically, and they didn't like the character apparently. Which is why once they uh, got canned by ABC and it just became a purely like YTV production with season three, they very quickly aged Enzo up into being an adult. And the reason why they brought back a child version of Enzo uh, uh, toward the at the end of the season uh, during the big like reformatting was because they kind of realized after not having Enzo in the show as a child. Uh, for nearly an entire season that he was kind of the heart of the show. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to get yeah. some of that back, which is why they brought, they had like a child version of Enzo back again in season four. I will say that I thought the extra Enzo, the little Enzo and the extra Bob in season four was going to be like super cringe and bad. And I, I actually think they handled it. Okay. They made little Enzo an annoying and Enzo-ish like at first here or there, but in the background, right? Um, and I was like, hey, I recognize ADD when I, <laughs> I, I see it. But then having him have his own growth and appeal to Matrix, oh, I love, I loved it. Uh, one final uh, episode that I really don't like that I took a lot of fucking flack for. <laughs> Uh, was the the finale of season three? I, I remember, was. I don't even I, remember which episode that was. Called the one that, yeah, it's the one that ends with uh, the big musical number. Um, I I was really not a fan of that episode because very little uh, in terms of plot actually happens, and then it's just yeah. Can you help remind me? <laughs> and then uh, and then it and then it's just a big fucking musical number that goes on for too long sorry uh, friend of the show number sorry friend of the show bob buckley composer reboot um good musical number but i'm just not a fan of musical numbers but the music itself is good um but i 
it's actually our most downloaded episode of the podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that episode, and I took quite a bit of flack for that on social media. But take that. I, I stand by what I say. So Christopher uh, yeah. Spite hot take siege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had hot takes in my uh, in my Twitter display name for a little while there. And Prague, uh, the user restores the system and everything. Oh, returns to a functional state, and that's when the the doubles come back. And uh-huh. right. wow, twenty one minutes and five minutes of it is the musical. Okay, yeah. I can see how if you're not into musicals, like taking up a fifth of airtime. <laughs> and very little could very little else actually happens in the rest of the runtime in that episode it's mostly just people looking sad did anyone really like it or were we all just kind of like it was okay or oh the rest of the the rest of the the podcast crew liked that episode i can't i can't remember I, what i get did i give it a, i gave it praise? a history lesson so you could you don't remember that no, I remember that, but like I don't remember what happened in the episode. <laughs> There's a system restore. Bob and Doc kiss. Fawn takes photos. Uh, the girls get drunk in the after party of the musical number. Um, little Enzo comes back. Everyone's confused. Okay, now yeah, I I liked it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, all blurs for me. It all blurs for me. Uh, well, while we're on the subject of good and bad, um, favorite episode time. Uh, uh, Lady Glitch, uh, did you have any more episodes that you really didn't like? Because you only mentioned, I think, one or two. Yeah, I was waiting for my turn. Thank you. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I've got one, I think, like, one per season-ish. Um, okay. Season one, yeah. Belly, Belly of the Beast. Um, uh, let's see. I was also not a fan of Quick in the Fed. That's just kind of like, eh. It's like, yes, Bob goes to save Dot by go getting slow food. But Dot takes care of it of herself. Right, actually, uh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Uh, listeners, when uh, Lady Glitch was here in uh, Victoria last week, and we were we actually watched some reboot together for a little while, and we were talking about episodes that we we liked and didn't like. And I I think I remember mentioning that the uh, the the big issue that I had with uh, the quick and the fed is that Bob goes through all this bullshit to get this slow food for Dot. Uh, to restore her but then you find out at the end of the episode she actually just sorted her out it all out herself so all the nonsense that bob went through in the episode was rendered pointless we did not yep. rate that episode high no uh, no good thanks for bringing that one up it just filtered right out of my mind yeah i'd <laughs> completely forgotten about it yeah um, so if he had done nothing it the yeah. ending would have stayed the same yeah yeah um, season two, uh, when games collide, episode three, not a fan. It was just kind of there. It's like, yes, Megabyte's trying to, you know, suck power from a GameCube to get to the supercomputer. It's like, meh. It's like come on. To do that every episode. But come on, that episode of the podcast, me and Cal got to sing Power Man 5000. Oh, and I got to go listen and or watch. I gotta go listen to that one. No, you don't need to you don't need to go you don't, listen. Need, you don't need to listen to When Games Collide by Power Man 5000. Are you ready to go? No, okay. Um 
That's fair. It's a song only if you were a teenager in like two thousand in the year two thousand that you would be aware of. Deep Sprite Mode is like, who the heck? <laughs> Power Man five thousand. Though to be fair, my like music taste is so like small. I don't really know most artists that people listen to. Oh, I, I, I don't know anyone that li- actually listens to Power Man five thousand. <laughs> they they were kind of pot. They had like. They weren't a one-hit wonder. They were like a two-hit wonder. They were like, like cool for two years. Yeah, yeah. They they were part of that whole like new metal phase in the early two thousands. Uh, the front man is Rob Zombie's half brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's which is probably the only reason that that band ever got signed to a label in the first place. <laughs> and that one song that we were just <laughs> badly singing. Yeah, it was that and Bombshell was like they're they were a two hit wonder with those two tracks. Yeah. So that's a good one. So you said that's your season three. Or sorry, season two. Season two yeah. uh, bad episode. Yeah. My season, quite literally. <laughs> uh, my season three would have to be um, Raccoon in a Hard Place. Episode two. Oh, oh really? I like that episode. Yeah. It, 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 it's that one and then of course what we talked about um with um episode six so um, you disliked raccoon in a hard place yeah siege really liked it and i was like somewhere in the in the middle game sprite mode how do you feel about uh what was it rocky raccoon yeah a crack coon <laughs> uh that whole episode was just crack raccoon of- meh in general it, for me it's it's not terrible but it's like there was like some funny moments like when enzo rebooted and he was like that elmer fudd character <laughs> yeah but right yeah I, i'm the same i'm like eh, it's it's got good good and bad um yeah. i give that episode praise because it's the one episode where it feels like all of the um, binomes and and stuck in the game actually changed the the outcome rather than just hiding oh, or right. like yeah, getting in yeah. the way. Yeah, because everyone they, came together at the end and like rallied and like I I guess one of the binomes was Jamaican and <laughs> and um, they they helped squash the the raccoon. See, I just really like I give that episode uh praise because I just really like that user. He's just like a friggin' like like cracked out raccoon. <laughs> like, See, I don't like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I think he I find it really amusing. Who would have thought the most divisive episode <laughs> is that one? All right. And uh late Lady Glitch, uh what's your what's your blunder from season four? Oh god, I have so many. Um Probably the My Two Bobs episode. I'm just I, My Two like, Bobs. Exactly. It's just like, oh, cringe. I, some, I just got this cringe, cringe. Vibe with the whole copy thing. So I feel like that whole plot could have just been rewritten to something better. That's when all of us were like raising the questions where it was like, why are we acting like Web Bob isn't the original? Are we? Right. There, there's some something something weird going on there. I didn't find it terrible. in the state of Denmark. Yeah. And uh, all right, so that's our that's our hated. Did we miss anyone? Any particular bad ones? I don't think so. 
think so. We ran through the course of of doo doo. Uh, is it is it good? Good episode. Good episode yeah. time. Yes. Yeah, let's start uh, again with uh, game sprite mode. What are your What are your favorite episodes? Uh oh god how how many do I have? Let's, just one. Let's keep I it to. Uh, you can name as many as uh, as many or as little as you want. Okay, um, Mousetrap probably would be my favorite episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's a good one. I feel like it was a good conclusion. They just found Bob and now they finally made it back home. Just a lot of happy feels at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. And then probably number two would be Firewall. And I have no justification other than the opening, <laughs> to be oh, perfectly that's yeah. honest. That's, that's fair. That is very, very fair. <laughs> and then for three would probably be Showdown because Megabyte had that beating coming. Oh, I was very excited by watching that. <laughs> Megabyte being on the run, yeah, for once. Oh man, when he deli- when Ma- Matrix delivers that punch and it knocks him on his knocks Megabyte on his ass, and he's like in shock, like touches his like chest, and he's damaged for the first time on the show. <laughs> that was oh, was that's satisfying. Was that the episode where they destroy the saucy mare at the beginning? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, we we were talking about Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I knew earlier. it was coming. <laughs> uh, that is a good way. That is a good example of uh, uh, reboot directly referencing Star Trek because that that whole thing is a reference to the destruction of the Enterprise at the end of Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, right down to the the dialogue. Not yeah. only the shot itself, but right down to the dialogue where he's like, where Capacitor is like, my God, what a, what have I done? And then Andrea, and then Andrea is like, oh, what you, what you, what you had to do, what you always do, which is uh, something that Bones tells Kirk in that scene. A good way to make a reference is if kids watching that have no idea what it's referenced to still think it's really cool and an mm. interesting part of the plot. That is a good reference when it fits into the story. It's a bad reference when, if you're not a fan of the reference and it doesn't fit, and it's just becomes... Why is this guy who looks kind of like Bob talking like this all the time? Giving Maybe the, he's uh, Bob dialogue. and he just forgot. <laughs> uh, giving this kind of deliver dialogue delivery that we... Uh, can't quite ex- put our finger on. And that's the thing. In a, in a <laughs> dumb show like Family Guy, where they have a 10-second flashback clip, it's stomachable. But having one of the main characters in that episode talk like this, and we're supposed to give it give a shit about <laughs> his plight and like the episode, it's like, what are you doing, man? Has nobody told you you sound dumb? And yeah, it's a caricature of, of Kirk, but like, like, can we just be done with that? Because it's a bad one. <laughs> it's a bad one. He he wasn't that bad. Come on. <laughs> uh, oh well. Oh yeah. I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have any uh, other favorite episodes? Game spread. Uh, probably Nullbot of the Bride. I really like that one. It's a I like super dramatic stuff. Not. It's just like. 
glitch bob is like in a coma but they're still having the wedding and then he shows up to crash the wedding and then you find out the guy she's marrying isn't the guy she thought it was just Mm -hmm. like soap opera written all over it and i loved it (laughs) that that was a dope episode i think we gave that a unanimous alphanumeric rating yeah i think so i agree Uh, good good choice that that is a great one yeah uh best episode of season four in my opinion yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> also the reveal. Because mm-hmm. we're finally like, what the hell is up with this guy? Yeah. And we see how much of a shitlord he really is, because he is the shitlord. Yeah, that's not usually his, like, normal scheme, is it? The long no, con. No, he upgraded his schemes. I've given up on taking over mainframe. I've decided to bone your Bob's girlfriend. <laughs> Revenge is <laughs> a meal best, best served cold, Bob. <laughs> Isn't, the best. It? <laughs> Isn't it Robert? <laughs> Robert Guardian, if that is your real name. Robert J. Guardian. That's cursed. <laughs> we, just, we just made a cursed, a cursed <laughs> meme. Robert <laughs> J. Guardian. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, Lady Glitch, what are some of your favorite episodes? <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, I might have to go with um, Game Sprite Mode on Season 4, and Bot of the Bride. Definitely one of my favorites. I also really liked um, just about everything in the Damon Rising arc. That was pretty sweet. Mm. Um, Sacrifice was really good. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, season 3, Firewall. Uh, Men to Defend is one of my all-time favorites. Um, Hell yeah. It's a good yeah. one. Season two, I love Infected, another one of my t- like top five of all time. I don't know why. It's just a really good opener for a season. Yeah, and I wasn't. Uh, yeah, we, we we were talking about that off air before. I, I wasn't super big on that episode, but I, I do see why you like it. Yeah. And Painted Windows as well. Because Thank you for bringing party. that up. Yeah. I, I, I dug that one. I'm not sure how like a lot um because it it just was fun um i think siege wasn't a big fan of painted windows uh no not really you didn't like hate it but no, i didn't hate it uh it was also um i i remember when we were recording that episode i was starting to feel like a bit of a philistine cuz i know nothing about art like i i know like shockingly little about art I went into that being like, oh, apologies, everyone. Like, I don't know anything about art. And then I talked the whole episode. <laughs> about art. <laughs> about, <yeah>. Stuff <laughs> that I had no idea, like, what you were talking about. So I, while we were recording that episode, I was starting to feel kind of dumb because I'm like, I, I don't get any of these references. And maybe that's why the episode didn't connect with me. Who knows? I, I didn't I didn't think I was, but I was like, hey, I recognize that. And that, hey, there's that stupid, like, 1.8 million or 8.1 million dollar, like, flat panel that we <laughs> Canada bought in the 80s. I remember like linking that to you, like Christopher, and I was like, yeah, man, people were really pissed off back then. And you were like, I'm pissed off now. <laughs> just finding out about it. Because <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just red and black stripes. Yeah. Uh, season Art. one. <laughs> like there are very few episodes in season one I don't like. I like the majority of them. The tearing is, is another one of my top five. Because it, it's the OG episode. 
whenever you hear Michael Benier's voice do the voiceover, he's like, I come from the net. I just get goosebumps every freaking time. And it just, it reminds me of great nostalgia from my, um, my preteen years growing up watching this. So just, it, there's like a two or three year gap in there where it's like, Reboot, Digimon, Dragon Ball Z, Toonami, good times in my life. And hell yeah. TV and media wise, anyway. So it's like, I, I like those very, the, the more simple episodes before we started getting plot lines and this and that. So the tearing, both, both of the Identity Crises episodes, Talent Night. Talent Night, yeah. Talent Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the episodes uh, me and Lady Glitch uh, watched together recently on her uh, recent trip to Victoria. Uh, cause it's, uh, uh, it's one of my favorite episodes. I think it's the quintessential everybody's favorite episode from Reboot. Cause who doesn't like a guitar duel between the big bad mega virus and the guardian? Actually, of I was not a fan of that episode. I'm sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. Cause we were, we originally started with game sprite mode's favorite. Yeah. Let, let's go back to that. So you're not okay. a fan of talent night. Um, yeah. What's the... Are there reasons? Like, did you feel like just? I don't know. I just, I just wasn't digging it. I know season one, it was kind of more an episode by episode, but watching that, it just kind of felt like a waste of time. Like there was no game in that episode. I don't understand why the major villains having a guitar battle with the hero when they're supposed to kind of be enemies. Just, Mm. I don't know. I just didn't really dig it. I've always, that's why I always view Megabyte like this mob boss. Like, he doesn't like Bob, but like, he needs Bob. But sometimes he tries to kill him. (laughs) Right? And he's there, but he understands that like Dot's there because he needs order and all of that. And like, I kind of liked the, even bad guys kind of like take a break and, oh, you know what? Like Enzo's here and I'm going to show up and do a guitar riff and you know, like sh- show up with like freaking Ozzy Osbourne. Like, doesn't he wake up in a coffin? It's very, it's very <laughs> Alice Cooper. It's very uh, Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper is a better, way yeah. better example because Alice Cooper is like Ozzy Osbourne if he wasn't afraid of being cheesy, right? Like fucking yeah. giant skulls with flames that shoot out of him on his at his like concert. Yeah, yeah, waking up in the coffin. Yeah, Alice Cooper was like uh, very, very theatrical. Hell, hell yeah and um but you just kind of felt like it was a disconnect it sounds like yeah i see why people like that episode it just i don't know i just didn't really like it <laughs> uh but to see uh dot in a in a like a what's the word in cocktail co- dress? cocktail dress yeah yeah, yeah. sequin like dress she's got pipes on her Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's the, doing the voice a actress. like. Yeah. yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, she's doing a like a uh, 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 lounge bar type uh, bit in that episode. Um, mm-hmm. So my favorites. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll transition into that since uh, uh, Talent Night. Talent Night. Uh, one of my favorite episodes overall. Uh, I really. I actually love how it kind of breaks format with the rest of the series. Uh, I, I kind of like it for the reasons that you don't. Game sprite mode. <laughs> Funny <Okay>. enough. 
Um, Because it doesn't take itself seriously? It doesn't take itself seriously. I I like the fact that Megabyte is, like, he seems like he's, like, all, like, about to, like, pull, like, some massive scheme, and he has, like, spies over there. Oh, the the spies! He he has, like, (laughs) yeah, he has, he sends, like, spies in there, and there's some, like, great bits with the, the spies being, like, sir, the jam is moldy in the kitchen. And the rolling Hell rabbit yeah. gathers no moss. They're speaking in code, and Megabyte's like, what are you talking about? Like, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> uh, so, lots of, like, uh, comedy bits like that. There are tons of references in, like, almost every act in that episode is a reference to something, and most of it are references I'm familiar with. So every time mm-hmm. I see them, I'm like, I'm like, ha, huh. makes me laugh. I also had that episode um, back in the day, back in the 90s, uh, in the, the days before DVD and before it was commonplace to have DVDs uh, uh, of entire series of shows. They used to release individual episodes of Reboot on VHS. Like you could you could buy like a VHS tape that just had one episode on it. Uh, and Those I had monsters <laughs> and I had one of Talent Night and I watched the living shit out of it. Um. The guitar duel at the end is great. Um, and yeah, Megabyte is like, he seems like he's about to pull like this big scheme, but actually what all he's doing is he just wanted to be included. Yeah. Which, which is kind of fun. It's like plan an event in mainframe and not invite me. What the hell? I'm going to go crash it. Uh, so that's one of my favorite episodes overall. Definitely favorite episode of season one. Um, season two... Uh, I really like this is an episode I didn't think much of as a kid, but watching it as an adult, I really like the episode Andrea, the one that introduced her. As a kid, yeah, I was like, "Ugh, this game's like boring and dark." I hate games like this. But as an adult, I was like, "This is this is really well written." And well, that like, that episode marks when the show starts becoming serialized, and indeed, like we we talked about this on the podcast, but that episode kind of seems like a, a like a new, like almost like the first a new first episode, because like Bob's giving his TED talk about like explaining like how games work. Yes, like uh, we we actually get like the show like. It, it feels like like you could just show someone like if you're like, hey, watch this series, they could start there. That is a great introductory episode. Better yeah. than the tearing, I would say. Like, yeah. hey, watch this one. Because the TED Talk, this is how games work. And it's like, oh, uh oh, there's a game I, coming. <laughs> I wish they would have expanded on Bob's TED Talks, like you had mentioned. Um and doing it kind of throughout the series, like having more of them in season one instead of introducing a concept it, like that in the middle of season two. Hmm. He, here or there, yeah. Like maybe yeah. start season one with him talking about that mm-hmm. and then talking about uh, AI and then like adding little pieces so that, you know, things I make think, sense. That's fair. But I, I, think, I think it's this... delivered in a... In a good episode. I think this is, that was around the time they found out from ABC that they were being canceled. So uh, kind of the shackles from ABC uh, were re- kind of were removed at that point. So they decided shackles are off, bro. So they decided to start like writing the show like uh, uh, as like according writing the show that they wanted to make with it. Uh-huh. 
by the time you get to web world wars it's like you know trashing trashing them all over the place so uh season two is my favorite overall but like that's Mm -hmm. that's a great episode i love bad bob uh nullzilla is like uh nullzilla is like probably it's like kind of neck and neck with talent night for being my favorite episode overall um which one uh, nullzilla oh yeah you're a big big fan of that one yeah uh, it's got a it's got a megazord in it and then that megazord body ended up being reused in like every other mainframe show in some way (laughs) certainly did we we saw that mega exact same model of that megazord body pop up in the first episode of beast wars and then recently uh, or not recently but like uh on recently in terms of our podcasting we saw it again in beast machines oh yeah a- absolutely and i'm like hey wait a second that's nullzilla yeah that that's the that's the uh the the reboot uh reboot robot entomologizing force robot mm-hmm. uh season three uh i really like uh the season premiere of season three to mend and defend uh icons that's, is really good that's a great one yeah uh i i overall i like the first five episodes of season three of reboot pretty equally mm-hmm. yeah uh what is it game over is that's iconic for me yeah revisiting this with on alphanumeric with with everyone that's the one i remember most from mm-hmm. being a kid because i was like I <laughs> like wait a second this can't happen right and like Andrea was just recently introduced and she's really cute and she's intelligent but like doesn't know how the world outside of the game works and he's smart but sudden, naive yeah yeah th- there we go and all of a sudden like they all lose and it's like what happens uh, is the icon thing gonna work and that to me to the transition with like the time jump that's like implanted in my head the most on the part Um, in that episode too where it's like very clear that they're about to that enzo's about to lose the game and she's like trying to comfort frisket like that that shit like even watching that as like a grown-ass adult that shit's heartbreaking comfort frisket while like by comforting frisket she she's comforting herself and yeah i i mean i guess enzo like i guess you can survive a fatality right because as long as you go along with the game you regenerate to some extent because it, it not it wasn't very subtle and that the the user ripped his head off right like abs- absolutely killed him and i think andrea like shields her her eyes and and like frisk gets like from it i'm like man that's some heavy shit for a 10 year old <laughs> to witness you're you're like little like boyfriend is like stuck on the other you're stuck in this like little like character box and like your dog that um we saw was a puppy when enzo was like really like little and like friend like have to witness that and then prepare for like the unknown and their kids yeah like that's not even something that like anyone else has had to deal with so it's i feel they're not. They're not. But a day older than zero one. Even though, <laughs> even <laughs> though that's not my favorite episode, that and the episode to follow. Um, geez, you just said it. What was it called? Um, icons. Icons. Yeah. 
I feel like that's the most memorable story. Those aren't the best individual episodes for me, but that transition is really strong for me. Uh, and in terms of season four, I think uh, Null Bot of the Bride is the best episode overall. So that's yeah. definitely up there and one of my favorites. Season four, I think, and I talked about this on the show, but because season four in Canada originally was structured as two, just two movies, I find they both of them kind of start really strong and end really strong. But then like in the middle, there's a lot of lull, which when mm-hmm. you're watching them as individual episodes, it makes them kind of feel fillery. Mm. That's fair. Uh, Cal, your favorites. Oh, geez. Uh, episode one is like that. Sorry, season one is kind of like hit or miss th- throughout the whole thing. Um, like when does Hexadecimal get in by, uh, introduced? Episode two, Racing the Clock, right? I like it because it introduces a different kind of villain, but then the game sucks. Yeah. And the whole like, <laughs> what is it? A bomb? And then at the end, that's like the surprise Pikachu meme where they're like, it was. I'm like, but you joked that it was a bomb just then. I huh? well, to the to the show's credit, they're like, uh, uh, when when they find out from Enzo that uh, uh, Megabyte has a package that he wants him to deliver to to Hexadecimal, Bob and Dot they try to are, stop him. Well, Bob and Dot are are like, what is it? A bomb? And then Enzo says something. He's like, oh, yeah, and I have to get it there by this time or something like that. And then they look at each other and they're like, definitely a bomb. A bomb. Yeah. yeah. A bomb. <laughs> um, but it introduces some weird things that I wish they had explained more. Um, you can pass physical objects through vid windows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I... And so it makes you wonder why he doesn't open up a vid window in Lost Angles and just drop the bomb there himself himself i wonder if right? Hexadecimal has powers that forbid that action to take place i i yeah <laughs> um other other things too like if you can like crash a game um shouldn't they just put a bomb in every single game that drops uh, that way they don't have to go in it probably be dangerous for them though as long as nobody was was in it and they cleared out of the way and you crashed it because if you recall the game left the system differently that episode right like uh, it kind of i i i'm with game sprite mode on this one i it, i got the impression in that episode that like the game destabilizing uh was like they were they themselves were in danger as well that's fair it's there's just a lot of questions on it and I, I do wish the show had, because uh, the concept, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the concept of just being like, fuck it, let's just break the game. <laughs> like, that's really interesting to me, and I wish the show had Why? done because more what, that. Doesn't Dot, like Grand Theft Auto, just dump up like a, um, like yeah. a, a petrol yeah. like, tanker, like right in front of the user, and before so, the so- user, like, hits the finish line it just blows up and i'm so like imagine, you can imagine it's 1994 you're playing like fucking like f like sega like f1 rally or whatever on your like um like pentium one pc and like you're just like racing around and all of a sudden like a fucking tanker truck just comes like smashing like through the stands and like blows smashing you up and then crashes the game. Imagine if you're like just like a kid, like playing playing this game in the mid '90s, being like, and you're just like, what? 
what the hell? What the hell? Just I love happened? those thought experiments because there's so many in every single game where like you have to be like, what the heck? Did in that weird little like shark thing, did little people just crawl out? Like <laughs> did they just shoot a torpedo with a little person inside? <laughs> the AI in this game is really gone rogue, and I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, so just special shout out to that episode being good and bad at the same time but um one that really cemented that the show can be really existential was medusa bug there's some like mild like psychological horror in the idea of being left alone or being preserved in time that that touches on mm. and uh, it's a good show and it's a good showcase of what hexadecimal represents because she goes, wait, what? No, that sounds boring. And then she just snaps her fingers and undoes it. Yeah. And um, what is it? Um, Bob like screams his way out of being like turned to stone. Yeah. In that one. And he's like alone. But there's a lot of powerful themes in that mm-hmm. one. I just wanted to, to point out. There but, was also... Um, Teamwork involved between you know Bob Dot the binomes the sprites. It's like, scary. Everybody. They're like evacuating and being refugees. It's that's a kids show, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that. That's some heavy stuff. So I wanted to throw that one out there. Yeah, um, I know the principal office is literally a refugee camp in that episode. Yeah, and there's like kids crying and afraid, and people are like, "Please, I don't want to die. Help us, Bob." <laughs> and it's like, "Holy cow! What show <laughs> am I watching?" And then we see the recapitulation of that at the end of season three, too, as the principal office being, you know, the same mm. for everybody as the system crashes and megabytes back and stuff. Yeah. And then I jump forward to like Bad Bob. Like, it's shocking how uh, if you watch like Mad Max Fury Road, which maybe all of us have, um, but then go and watch Bad Bob, you're like, hang on. There's a lot of like shots in this that must have must have inspired like i refuse to believe that um who's the guy that did road warrior um oh why can't i remember his name christopher help me out here you're talking about the director yeah the director uh george miller george miller um it's like man did george miller was he a fan of reboot because if you've seen fury road it kind of ends the exact same way as bad bob well, do you do you remember the connection that we that we uncovered while we were recording that episode oh, of the podcast? Yeah, can can you remind the uh, the listeners? Uh, Brendan McCarthy, the guy who designed, he was a uh, he did uh, storyboards and character designs for reboot in the mid nineties. Uh, he designed uh, Megatruck, and that's what the like he just drew up a picture of Megabyte as a tanker truck, and that's what inspired the plot of that episode. Um, he ended up uh, co-writing the screenplay twenty years later. Ended up co-writing the screenplay for Mad Max Fury Road with George Miller, which is why the plot of that movie is so similar like it it quite literally involves characters like going to a like going to a place and then having to turn around and come back (laughs) it's the same it's the same thing and then being caught in a a thin canyon and everything colliding like it's literally the same yeah the same plot that was was a great episode of the podcast in general because like 
We also found out that he he worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja TMNT, Turtles, yeah. Highlander. <laughs> like it was this weird like. Uh, the stars we, aligned, man. That was the star. Weird... The stars aligned. Like stuff that we frequently reference on this show. Like all just like tied into this one dude. It was a yeah. mind blowing experience for me. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, and then jumping to like forward. Uh, so I, I game sprite mode. You, you, did you like Bad Bob? I mean, it's, I you seem to be the hot take person on this. <laughs> I I did like it. I've never seen Mad Max though. But it's still so, enjoyable. I, I have nothing to compare it to, and I loved it. I also thought that the soundtrack was really good in that episode. So hype! I remember when Bob Buckley <laughs> went into detail in our interview about how. Um, how his compositions and tempos would have to match up to the screen. So there's variations in, um, in like this one measure is like 144 BPM and the next one's like 140 and the next one's like 146 and a half, just to match what's going on in the screen. So he used that specific episode for an example and I found it brilliant. It, well, on the, uh, the guitar, uh, the, the, the guitars in the, uh, mute, uh, the score, the soundtrack of that episode were, he had mentioned to us that were done by his, uh, bandmate, when, uh, mm-hmm. in the rock band that he was in, whose name is escaping, right. but, uh, at the moment, but, um, I did end up finding out what the band was. They had a, a music video for a song called letting go. So, yeah. uh, maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll put the song at the end of this episode. Heck <laughs> yeah. And um, it, I don't know how good it is overall, but like I have a lot of feel good stuff and uh, to mend and defend the opening of season three. That was when I was like, whoa, the show looks so good. <laughs> right. There's ray tracing and whoa, 3D effects. And I'm not going to complain about um, um dot mistress of the dark yeah <laughs> right and i'm a fan of evil dead and wow he's like a, a thriller enzo's a thriller zombie and it's um but yeah everything else that's been said has kind of kind of been been said um i like the whole uh damon arc i thought she was a good villain i was expecting huh. to hate because everyone's like oh, oh geez season four i wonder if cal's gonna hate it and i'm like what it ends like on a cliffhanger, but like Andrea was weird and cool. And sorry, um, Damon was weird and, and cool. Andrea's got a great bike in that arc. Hell yeah. I don't know where she got it, but it's cool. <laughs> Isn't it a Megabyte's old bike that he had at the beginning of season three? Yeah. Did, did we confirm that or were we just kind of throwing that out there? I feel out. like she stole his bike and modded it. I think so too. I mean, Let's go with that. <laughs> it's uh I, I I'm calling it canon now. Yeah. Andrea modified uh, modified uh the mega bike. <laughs> the mega cycle. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everything else has been talked about. Uh Lady Glitch, uh you didn't mention uh number seven, which kind of surprised me because there's so many other good episodes. I mean, I did start with That's you guys fair. with number seven and from a psychological standpoint, what game sprite mode talked about with season three and Enzo, like becoming very uh, emotionally and psychologically more intense. Like from that point of view, number seven's at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And 
like I said, it was the one I started with you guys with. So memories. Yeah, yeah no, no. I just, uh, I, I, I expected, uh, I, 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 I had thought that it would, would have definitely been one you mentioned because it, uh, uh, well, it's an episode you've, yeah, it's an episode you've talked about quite a bit. Yeah. I, also the Crimson Binome. I mean, who doesn't love pirates? Good, good point. I think all of us like that, but it's such a given that everyone likes it. None of us thought of, like bringing it up. Like, does anyone dislike that? I, I, I don't know. If anyone out there listening uh, is uh, not a fan of that episode, uh, uh, send us an I'm email. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> send us an email or tweet at us or leave a comment uh, down below. It hints the... at mouse. It introduces all these new characters and the conflicts resolved with uh, bureaucracy and profit. I what well, one more to you. And you learn about business. What about business? You learn about counting beans with Mr. Christopher. Uh, speaking of counting beans with Mr. Christopher, um, I, I put out a bit of a call to action to uh, see if some people wanted to submit some uh, some questions for us to, to answer. We didn't get as many this time around as we did last time, but we still got some good ones. Uh, I've got one for the group that I'll throw in last or middle, right. whichever. All right. Um, let's start with an email. Ooh, uh, okay. Let me just uh, bring this email up. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Josh, longtime listener. Well, not longtime listener to this show. He just joined us. So, Josh, shout oh, out to you. What's up, Josh? Uh, longtime listener of our Beast Wars podcast, though, Too Much Energon. So, uh, even bigger shout out to him. Uh, he says, hey, guys, it's been great to listen to Alphanumeric. I feel uh, like I watched the show uh, uh, along with you again. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Since you covered both the PS1 reboot video game and the reboot board game, I wonder how you felt about having another game. Hypothetically, if re another reboot game came out, would you prefer it to be a better video game, another board game, or a role-playing game? Cal, I'm counting on you to run with this... Uh, uh, reboot RPG idea, which uh, we funny enough, um, this was something that I had been thinking about, and someone else actually also reached out to us. Uh, shout out to uh, Doctor Soka, uh, reached out to us about the possibility of doing a reboot RPG. So it seems like a whole bunch of us like had this idea all at the same time. So that's the thing to to. Uh, keep an eye out for but so i guess josh's question here is like if there was another reboot game to come out uh what what would what would you want that to look like tabletop rpg let people role play different aspects of um any form of media has already been done for it um i don't want comic book oh well, he's he's specifically saying game so interactive games yeah but like a board game eh like um there's the, the fans of Reboot are adults. So making kind of like a board game would be hit or miss. Uh, video game? No. Uh, stay away from that. Uh, unless it's like a, a like a stealth horror game, which <laughs> somebody, uh, Dr. Soka, is um, whipping whipping up in an interesting, interesting light. Um, but yeah, definitely an RPG because then it's like, hey, 
this tabletop RPG exists, even if you're not a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't blame me if you're not, um, you can role play uh, binomes, just trying to, you know, uh, CPUs, just trying to clean up your system. Or maybe system hop in games and play Renegades. Uh -huh. Or play um, Guardians. They go to systems to deal with different like problems. There's a lot that's on the table there. And even if you're not a fan of role-playing games, it would be fun to explore that like with your friends. Um, I forgot to shout out uh, one of my favorite episodes, um, the Conan um what was it icons right um that that <laughs> have <clears throat> excuse me have the players go into games and have these like kind of cool you need to like rally and like you know be like okay guys like you have to save yourself i only help those who help themselves right and then you might never see them again but remember how memorable those those binomes were i know they work so well together as a team and it's like when you see backup looking at Matrix and he's like, you really have to go? And it's like, yeah, kid, I gotta go. It's like, eh. Oh, and he gives him um, his yo-yo. Yeah. That, that, mm -hmm. that is, <laughs> that's, I want that instead of D&D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I think there's almost unlimited potential if there was an RPG released for that. Uh, game sprite mode what do you think what would you uh, what I kind agree. of reboot game would you like to see i agree definitely an rpg i don't think there's any improvement that could have been done on the board game i've played it and i think the board game is perfect as is and i don't know if they could recover from the dumpster fire that was the video game i'm trying to <laughs> imagine a scenario where it could be good uh, have you played the ps1 game i haven't played it but i've watched a lot of playthroughs Mm. which have convinced me that I don't need to play <laughs> that game. I, I did uh, have the idea one time, uh, maybe we could do a, um, uh, like a, a let's play where one or all like, or where like one of us like uh, kind of plays the game for a while. And then like the, the others like kind of just like commentate and then make yeah. like a, like a, a super cut of like the best moments of that. Yeah, that would be hilarious. If you want to fall on the sword, Sage, and and actually play it, uh, I, I I could attempt to. Uh, okay. Let's uh let's put that in the uh the maybe pile of future episodes. Let me know uh, so I can schedule another trip. Uh, uh, Lady Glitch. Uh, what do you? What is your answer to the question? What kind of game would you like to see reboot? So I I agree with both Game Sprite Mode and Cal with an RPG. I think that'd be a really interesting direction to go to but i want to revisit the idea of a video game but make it obviously better um do the video game not just in mainframe but like there will be a random gamecube that comes down you have to come gamecube you have to beat the game and that game takes you somewhere else so it's kind of like an eternal journey through different systems different different things and missions you have to go through different things that's you have a to lot do. of assets to yeah to make. i and don't then, know Eventually, like at some point, there will be an algorithm in the game that sends you back to mainframe and you have to face Megabyte or something. But like we got that with the show. So that's what I mean. The, the game, if it doesn't introduce anything new or 
it doesn't be fun like is it needed is it too late well well there could be a potential for new villains new heroes etc alongside of what we already know and love from the show I mean, there could, be, could have been um, different concepts that were in design, but never got published in the show. It'd be a great way to revive those past ideas from the artists. I, I, I'm with you there. Um, I, I have thoughts about this myself. Um, video game. Now, uh, here's, here's my pitch, my, my elevator pitch. Video game, open world, open world in the vein of like Fallout or uh, Elder Scrolls, but it's mainframe. You can wander around. There are NPCs everywhere. You can talk to any one of them. And uh, you can go to, like, all of the locations that we know and love from the show. Like, you can go to Dot Steiner. You can go to the principal office and, like, talk to Fong. You get quests from various... uh, You can get quests from, like, random binomes. Like, the main quest could have, like... Like, uh, Dot could be a quest giver. Like, Fong could be a quest giver. Sometimes there are quests involved where you're actually working for Megabyte or Hexadecimal. And then, at completely, like, random procedurally generated times, GameCubes come down. And Uh you can't predict it. And you can choose to go in the game or not, but if you don't go in the game, there's a good chance that uh, the sprites and binomes that are in the game are going to lose it and part of uh, mainframe is going to be destroyed. Um, when you go in the game, uh, each game is uh, is different, different genres. So uh-huh. when you go into a game, like uh, we completely switch up to like, you know, like a racing game or like a, like Star Fox style, like space, like dog fighting game. So, so the graphics actually change too? Yeah. It could be okay, done. So like it could be Galaga and suddenly you're just playing like a 2D yeah. like bottom up shooter. <laughs> yeah. And the the only time that and games like I said games will be procedurally generated and they'll drop at like random times but there'll be times like in the the main quest where like ga- spe- very specific games are triggered. Mm-hmm. All right. Question. Yeah. What would so you're saying oh go and do these like quests or whatever what's the gameplay loop of the quests how does the gameplay like function if it's just walking or zipping around and talking to people might be might be in some trouble there or is it kind of like there's tears to grab and like um like viral binomes to like i don't know beat up or like whatever like what's the game mechanic loop that uh, makes it interesting uh, all of the above things, uh, anything from like going and mending tears, like maybe someone wants to like pay you to go and pick up their takeout from Al's. And are you like, thinking that you're Enzo in this or like Bob? Uh, I am thinking you are a guardian recruit. You're oh, a, okay. you're a new so you character. get to make your character and you get to choose their skin color and their hair. And okay. Get- you can be a sprite. You can be a binome. You can be whatever whatever you want to be. Um, maybe you could even be a virus if you want. Oh, like a reformatted, yeah, virus that's like helping the guardians. Yeah. Okay, I dig it. Yeah. So create a character. And uh, yeah, just the like typical like kind of quests that you would see in like big open world games, like uh, like I said, like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, uh, The Witcher. <laughs> I like uh, those... the idea of faction quests. Like if you do too many quests for hexadecimal, like megabyte won't do business with you. That... And if you do too many for megabyte, like dot won't associate with you. That's, yeah, I, I'm with you there. 
it's not a bad idea. So that's that. That's my take on a a, a reboot game overall. Okay, okay. I on paper it's pretty good. <laughs> um, Josh, we uh, Josh had a uh, elaborated on that question. He says uh, this hypothetical game world, of course, uh, could be everything we dreamed of. What would you have in it? Any specific mechanics or storylines? We kind of, I think, already answered that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, it's going to take me a second here to bring this up. So I've got a good one. Should uh, I ask my question now so that we can think about it over the for a while? Because it's it's very important. Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, what would I've done half of this question? What would your icon be? What colors and what would it look like, right? And what would your key tool be called? Ooh. Like what nickname would you would you give it? So great, now I gotta think. Yeah, so have that in the back of your head while we. <laughs> okay, so uh, one of our patrons, uh, Jared, actually asked a very similar question. He said, oh. "If you each had to make your own reboot icons, what would they look like?" Well, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, we can start with that. Uh, game sprite mode. Let's start with you. What do you? What would your? What would your icon be? Probably purple because it's my favorite color, and incorporating like binary. So like ones and zeros, I think would be a cool design. Okay, interesting. I'm a big fan. Kind of like the green on black. Yeah. Or just ones and zeros in general. Because yeah, I'm thinking of like matrix text. Zeros. All right, I dig it. Uh, Lady Glitch. Um. I think the overall shape of mine would be the triangle design like um, Andrea has. And of course, it has to be purple because favorite color, but a royal purple, like a darker purple with sparkles. Gotta have the sparkles. Yes. (laughs) So so purple and black with sparkles. And instead of like AI, like Andrea has, I would have a scripted C for Christina or an LG for Lady Glitch. Oh, LG also a monitor manufacturer. Uh, oh, so it fits okay. in the <laughs> yeah yours should have lg on it i like that with like something that's similar to the lg logo which is like the lg kind of makes a face does anyone know what i'm talking about uh i i am staring right at an lg monitor directly in front of me that's kind of a cool oh, looking icon so I, i'm looking at the icon yeah it looks like kind of like a face that yeah all right i'm with you there uh cal what would you go with i guess or I guess you, uh, you, 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 and Jared both asked this question, so we'll go with you last. Okay. Uh, me, um, I mine would probably be again. Shout out to Doctor uh, Soka. He actually made us a Lasercomb Productions logo, which I'm a big fan of. That is very, um, very much inspired by the mainframe logo of the '90s that you would see. I was going to say end, it's very '90s-ish. It's very sharp. I, I really like it, and uh, I, I'm actually using the logo now. I got to figure out like some way to get him some like free Patreon content or something as a thank you. Okay. Um, but basically, I would go with that, but like black and green. Yeah, mine would probably be um, normal, like guardian or normal. Um, sorry, uh, sprite icon, but um, red and black, and like the trim. Sometimes they have trims to like separate the colors or the outside of it would be like gold. So I just like steal hexadecimals. Basically Enzo's icon when when Hex when uh, Hex changes it. 
I'm surprised you didn't go with like matrix green and black with like a white trim. I already went with green and black. I did, but <laughs> we all know Cal's like the biggest fan of the matrix. So, well, we've got zeros and ones. We've got like green and, and black. Um, but also because this is reboot, right? Um, and they live in the Matrix. They are not aware of the Matrix outside the character, the Matrix. Well, there we go. <laughs> and the Matrix is green and black. <laughs> there you go. It, it's um, all coming full circle now. Yeah, and he so he's got that motif covered. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Hex. Uh, another question from, uh, from Jared. Uh, this is uh, going to be probably be more of a question for me in game sprite mode, really. Uh, fan cast a professional wrestler into a reboot role. Who would you pick? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay. Andrade El Idolo as Megabyte. I feel like he already has like very mob boss vibes with his gimmick that would like mesh well with Megabytes. Okay, okay, I could see that. Um, you're going with the vibes. Yeah, I actually know who that is, even though. <laughs> um, you're going with, like, the vibes. The, yeah. <laughs> the impression, yeah, the, the mob boss vibes, rather than, like, trying to physically yeah. match somebody with it. I dig that. What about um, MJF as Mike the TV? As, like, a heel, as, like, an asshole version of Mike the TV? <laughs> I'd love. I just uh, hate MJF in general. Oh, you you hate MJF. I hate him. I was going to ask. I know very little about like wrestling nowadays, but I even know who that is. Yeah, the second and Mike the started, TV like, is never that much of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that would be the Mike the TV that I would like to to see in a in a modern in in a modern you monster. Setting. <laughs> I, I love MJF. Actually, I saw on Facebook earlier um, MJF. Like, uh, there, there's been some like uh, drama going on recently with uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti's relationship. Um, and uh, MJF like posted a, a meme or something like mocking them uh, with them like having like shocked reaction faces when people stop talking about their relationship for like five minutes or something like that. <laughs> and someone, uh, a random person on uh, Facebook who uh, his name was like something Steiner was like, was like, Oh, why, why is this worth talking about? And MJF actually responded to him. He's like, he's like, what are you the shittier Steiner brother? <laughs> uh, this is why I love this guy. <laughs> That's fair. So, so, it sounds like Christopher's a fan of some heels and uh, uh, game sprite mode is all about the face. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Whenever there's like a, a face that goes heel, I'm like, no, no, I used to love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see if I can think of a better one. One that's more appropriate. Um, what about uh brian danielson as brian danielson as fong oh no i don't see brian danielson as like insightful or wise <laughs> he's got <laughs> that kind of kind of just him a bit by saying that but... <laughs> no you're, you're probably right i was just like i was like I was like, he he's got this kind of like Zen thing, like like chill attitude going on, but I'm like, no, 
No, that's not really Fong. Now that I think about it, um, I don't know. We'll we'll come back to this. Undertaker, one. Megabyte, <laughs> Paul Bearer, um, Cyrus. Well, we already we already make jokes about Sting descending from the rafters anytime someone is up high in a scene. So basically, Sting is already part of reboot. At this I, point. I was gonna say at this point we've <laughs> talked so much about Sting descending from the rafters with a baseball bat that like he kind of just writes himself into the into the 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 uh, canon that is alphanumeric version of reboot <laughs> the, the the canon that is uh that that is laser comb laser comb productions's take on reboot yeah uh got one more question here that uh i'm just trying to find so bear with me a moment mm -hmm. anybody think of their key tool name yet oh god there's a bunch going through my head this is the kind of thing i thought about when i was like 10 <laughs> i was like oh what would mine be called um, um i think it would be like bit maybe for mine i feel like that would be a cute name for a key tool oh, bit yeah, yeah. There, there we go now you're thinking mine I've got would, a go ahead mine would be like uh like n gauge like the nokia n gauge so like n, n hyphen gauge <laughs> something like that Engage, engage. Oh, there you go. He kept saying, make it so and engage. <laughs> L Lady um, Glitch, do you got? Probably Java, because I am a copy nerd. Oh, oh that, that's a great one. And I just thought of it. Too. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, Cal, what are some that you have in mind? Uh, vector. Trinity, um, Neo, uh, <laughs> Morpheus. <laughs> no, uh, Vector, uh, like Trinity, um, like the the uh, like synthwave. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, probably probably something like like I, I like the idea of it being cute, right? But I like Trinity. Right, just because then it's kind of like rather than a pet name or like a masculine name, like uh, what's um that one guardians uh, the guy that talks like this and he's like head Copeland. of the guardians Copeland, right? That's a very interesting name, and so I I, I like the idea of giving it like a, a feminine like name kind because they all they all seem to have their own little personality that comes out in in little ways and yeah oh, yeah i was just thinking like replica replica <gasps> oh replica is a good one oh, the oh, name like of it. a fear factory song replica that'll be my key tools name yeah i was thinking with my wheel face on mine it, like the screensaver for it would be latte art okay okay yeah i like that mm -hmm. mine would just be that um like pipe dream Oh yeah, like screensaver. <laughs> like we oh. all have Windows ninety five. <laughs> I was gonna say we're we're going all the way back to Windows ninety five here. Appropriate yeah. since we're talking about a show from the era of Windows ninety five. <laughs> yeah. So like mine, um, instead of just a black screen or whatever, it would just do that little like three D like overlapping like little pipe dream screensaver. Uh, yeah, I got so. one. 
Got uh, one more question. This is from Jeff on Twitter. Uh, what was slash is your favorite game in the entire series? I think we got asked this on the last one, but as well, but uh, just in case. Uh, game sprite mode. Uh, probably malicious corpses from mm. to mend and defend. Yeah, Heck evil yeah. doom, as I call it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo that. That's my, that's my favorite game, probably. Uh, that or um, uh, uh, Bad Bob, Mad Max uh, mainframe, <laughs> Bad Bob. The game was ill-defined. They were like, what do we have to do? We have to stop the user from driving to one end of this road and then coming back. And it's like, oh, okay. But the episode itself was really good. But the game... I like the setting of the game. It, exactly. It's, it's yeah. a great, great game. Um, Malicious corpses. It, I also I really, go, I also really ahead. liked the um, the the Pokemon game from season four. That was so cheesy. <laughs> it was great. I, I love the animations. The the fact that they were using cell shaded animation that was kind of novel for the it time. It looked good. I'm trying to think of my favorite game as if it were a real game, and so I'm gonna go with like Immortal Conflict. Like that looks hype. Like a game I'd actually play. The other games kind of just look, yeah, yeah, Immortal Conflict. I'm gonna have to go with either Malicious Corpses or the Firewall game, the James Bond one. Oh right, what was that game? Isn't that like Santa, uh, uh, ski Santa on Isn't a that ski, ski free? Slow? <laughs> it's Santa Claus on a ski, uh, uh, skiing, being chased by uh, Enzo and Andrea as snow yeah. snowmen. <laughs> Same episode, different game. It's the one where okay. he reads as James Bond and they have to try to prevent Boys? the doll from getting out of the room and everyone's like miniature size. Micro machines. Yeah. Oh, that looks fun. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That that looked fun. Yeah. Yeah, there are micro machines games that are kind of like that. He yeah. plays like little toys and yeah. Well, oh, okay, a- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I completely like blanked on that game for a second there. I'm like <laughs> And like when you said James Bond, the reason why I thought about the uh, uh, Santa Claus on a uh, uh, on the Swiss Alps was because that song opens with very James Bond. One, that's a very James Bond esque scene. Yeah. Um, and it the music uh, that is accompanying that scene is very James Bond influenced. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why my brain went there. Uh, anyway, uh, questions, uh, Lady or uh, uh, Game Sprite Mode. Do you have any? It's your first time on the show. Do you have any questions, anything you want to ask us? Um, oh, that's Ooh. a good question. Oh, I feel on the spot. I'm so <laughs> ill-prepared for this moment. Don't worry, Ben, they're done. <laughs> that, that's, um, how, that's how we roll around here. I'm not sure if you've been asked this before, but do any of you have a least favorite character in the show? Yep, he's green, he gets tall, he smashes code. Um, he's only there for one episode. He's a ruthless assassin, but he gets talked down because of the values of friendship. <laughs> high high code, like like the what did they call him? Talon. Talon. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like his design. Um, it's weird that a ruthless assassin can just be like talked about the power of friendship, and then he's like, "Well, I guess my work here is done." I'm guessing right. you've never watched My Little Pony then, because that's like the plot of almost every episode. 
Uh, I, I've seen it. I've seen a couple of episodes of one of the newer shows, and it's uh, it, it it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot more charming than I expect expected. Blah, expected it to be. So that's my least favorite uh, character. I'm gonna go with Cyrus. Uh, he he's kind of this like sniveling like bootlicker, but like he he's. He he's always trying to seem like really sly and like underhanded, but like it's really obvious that he's up to something and no one ever seems to see it. I don't know. I don't like Cyrus. I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> Whereas we were supposed to see the 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 code blaster as like some scary like evil villain, and he just kind of shows up, and I'm like, who's this loser? <laughs> to go with little enzo specifically like season one little enzo i just find him annoying mm. how dare you i know right i'm such a horrible person <laughs> but then again it's me so what do you expect <laughs> all right all right so you I, hate I, kids that's fair that's fair <laughs> actually i got one more um the user just yeah in general. fuck that guy <laughs> the user it just broadly in, in any episode the user the user, he's the user trying to... saves them at the end of season three, though, technically. That's true. He's like, I haven't defragged my computer in eight years. <laughs> and I just learned what that is. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, beings that live in my computer. Uh, excellent point. But uh, in general, he most of the time, he's just, uh, uh, you know, nullifying motherfuckers and uh, creating big, like, craters in his computer system not playing battlefield properly no not even when there's a fucking t-rex with a yeah. tank with a tank head on its f- face he's like i don't know what cheats i accidentally put in but this is great <laughs> man i didn't even put any i i don't even have the code book for my game genie and i was still able to pull this off what the hell all right. Well, uh, I think it's probably about time to start wrapping things up here uh, to, to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Um, as uh, I mentioned at the top of the episode, this is episode 52 of Alphanumeric. Uh, we're, and the uh, reason why we're doing an episode like this is because, well, we ran out of reboot to talk about. So where does the show go from here? We start uh, from the beginning. Just start. Keep reviewing the same episodes over and over. <laughs> we, we, we go back and redo the the episodes that the two episodes that I wasn't on, and we yeah. redo all the episodes that I wasn't on, which is like two and a half seasons worth. So let's Actually, get started. We just redo the whole thing and we pretend that us three were the, the hosts the whole time. I, I I could get on board with that. Actually, I wouldn't mind going back and redoing those episodes that I uh, that uh, I ended up missing for one reason or another. I th- think it was I'm ready episodes. to, to, no, to explore cool and move on. <laughs> to like re- to revisit the, not just the, those episodes, but certain ones that have like sh- a strong impact. Like those ones that we had a, a unanimous alphanumeric on or a unanimous, mm-hmm. like we fucking hate this episode on. And then since we've done the entire series, now we can go back and see if, if our thoughts have changed. If they're the same, what connections we can make. I well, say we, we move on to new frontiers. <laughs> Well, well, we can uh, we we can keep all of that uh, in in various maybe piles. But uh, in terms of definitive plans um, going forward, the show we've only 
I have three more episodes of this show planned, um, but they're not really, they're also not really big priorities to me, to be honest. Um, but they, so they, and we have other projects that we do week in and week out and other projects that we want to do that have been kind of on the back burner for a while where we've kind of just been waiting for this show or another show to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so going forward, this show is probably only going to be releasing a new episode every month or two. Uh, and, uh, well, the next episode is going to be dedicated to, and this is going to actually require me to do a little bit of research beforehand for the first time ever. <laughs> um, uh, the, the next episode is going to be about, uh, the reboot, uh, paradigms lost, uh, web comic. And also kind of talking about all of the like failed stop, start attempts over the years of trying to get, uh reboot reboots or reboot sequels or reboot continuations going so many yeah there were so many there were so many like false at before uh guardian code came out christopher and i used to always be like oh boy like this time for real another reboot's coming out sure yeah fool me <laughs> once shame on you fool me 17 times shame on me yeah so when guardian code actually came out we were like oh Wow, that actually happened. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Finally, amazing. So yeah, so that's what that's what uh, episode fifty three of Alphanumerics going to be about. Um, I don't have a specific time frame in mind where that's going to drop, but probably sometime in April or May. Yeah. Uh, time of recording now it is March eighteenth, the day after Saint Patty's Day. That explains why there were hooligans out last night. Uh huh. And why it's so quiet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I heard no such hooligans as I was too busy at home recording an episode of Too Much Energon, our Beast that Wars one? related podcast. That's the best way to spend St. <laughs> Patrick's, I think. I, I agree. I was out making money working amidst the hooligans at one in the morning. Yeah. Did, did you make a lot of green? Uh, I, I came home green on the day, maybe about 250-ish. Um, hmm, it was a people night. weren't very weird night, huh? It, it was a weird night. Like we got slammed at like twelve thirty. We closed at two, and it's like there's a lot of bodies, but the bodies aren't doing anything, and this is really weird. Like why? So did the bodies hit the floor? Yes, they did. Did the bodies hit the floor? <laughs> oh yeah. We actually, I think we played that song last night too. So oh. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, but also shocking. And then when everybody had to leave. You play it again, but you just, the DJ just repeats, are you ready to go? <laughs> or like when, uh, when they're announcing that it's last call, they start playing last resort by Papa Roach. <laughs> there you go. They are closing Look at us skipping around pa- Power Man our 5000, closing. Papa Roach. Well, we're all our talking cl- about new metal songs from like the year yeah, 2000. The <laughs> closing song is actually thanks for being a friend. The, the Golden Girls theme. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Game Sprite Mo, what did you do for St. Patrick's Day? When was that? Last night? That was last <laughs> yeah. night, yeah. I was working on midnight uh, shift, so <laughs> uh, no partying. Oh, do you do a, a night night job? Uh no, it's not straight nights. It's continental shift. So I'll work like two night shifts. And then the next time I'm in, it's a day shift. And it just keeps rotating. Oof. 
Ooh, I did that once back in like uh for a few months back in like 2008 or so. That shit's brutal. So yeah. my uh my my hats off to you. I I used to do that kind of thing all the time. So uh, used to do like security in one place and then work at a hotel in the other and be on call for another security company and as always like balancing it's like okay I can go home I can sleep for four hours immediately go to this like other job uh maybe I could sleep at this job yeah okay trying to balance all of this and it wasn't that hard but I also did uh, graveyard shifts for a decade so what do I know Oof. Uh, yeah. you, uh, you know how to do shifts that I, I can't handle doing good, sir. So, uh, hats off, my hats off to, to both and all of you for the various, uh, work schedules that you do. I, I'm very, uh, I, I deal with a lot of, uh, nonsense at my work, but, uh, I am very fortunate in that I work, uh, uh, an extremely consistent, schedule i my schedule hasn't really changed in nearly three years now and That's it, good. it it's pretty much all like the same start times and ending times every day and it's like the same mm-hmm. i got the same days off every week it's it's great and I, i'm very very lucky to have that at this point in my life so um again so we all my, had very different saint patrick's day <laughs> yep all all very saint all very different saint patrick's day um, on a, I, I don't really have a smooth segue for this, but, uh, uh, earlier we were talking about music and talking about, uh, the interview episode that we did with, uh, Bob Buckley, um, uh, game spray mode. Did you listen to that episode? Uh, I did. Oh, okay, cool. What'd you think of the interview? I thought it was really cool. A little bit of insight, not just in music, but he talked about a lot of other things that were like behind the scenes with reboot. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I was even like as someone doing the interview, I was blown away by just uh, uh, all of the like neat little facts that we got out of him. Uh, yeah, so it sounded like he had like fun talking about it rather than just delivering very straight. Like I'm just going to give the most neutral mm-hmm. answers. It was like, it was like day, day in the life of a mainframe entertainment worker. Here we go. Right. Yeah. 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 We, um, I, I had initially expected the interview to be like maybe a half hour long and we ended up talking to him, uh, for like an hour and a half. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that we talked about that didn't even, that I ended up cutting out that didn't even make it into the episode. So, uh, it was a really, really good chat. Um, but he provided me with a, uh, reboot CD. Oh, uh, he certainly did. An unofficial oh, yeah. soundtrack of sorts uh, to uh, to reboot. It's all original music composed by him that was used in the show. Um, I and he gave us his blessing to uh, share the music with the world. I, I put them, and this was back in December of 2021. And I, I put them on our YouTube channel. Got a lot of requests for just individual MP3s so people could, you know, put them on their phones and whatnot. And so uh, in the episode, in the description of this episode, I'm going to probably won't leave it up forever, um, but I'm going to leave a, a link to a OneDrive link to the, uh, what he sent me, he sent me like a, like a gigabyte sized uh uh 
series of wave files and there's like i think 33 tracks in there so it was well over a gig but i i compressed them down to mp3s and i threw them up on my OneDrive. and there's going to be a link to download that mp3s of that album in the description for this episode so hey. so that's my uh so that that's me answering the 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 yeah, uh, the call of fans everywhere wanting high quality uh, reboot soundtrack music. Look at you, Thank you Bob Buckley. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Th- uh, thanks to Bob Buckley for providing, uh, uh, for providing the music. Brought to that us. up too. It was... it, uh-huh. Yeah, he did. Um, we didn't hound him or any. We didn't even know it existed. <laughs> yeah, he was just randomly talking about how he made them, you know, professional quality, but they never got out into the world. And we're just like, well. Yeah. And he, he even offered to send them to us. He's like, yeah, just send me an email and I'll, I'll, I'll send it to, I'll send it to you. And so he did. But anyway, yeah. A lot of people were asking to, uh, for MP3 versions. So, uh, there'll be a link to download that in the description of this episode. Uh, lucky. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to, uh, pretty much wrap things up, uh, at this point, we've been recording for quite a while now, mm-hmm. uh, games pride mode. Thank you very much for, uh, being on the episode with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and, uh, thanks for listening to our show and thanks for all the support and, uh, being a patron, you've been a longtime Patreon supporter of us and it's, uh, uh, sincerely appreciated. Yeah. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Um, also, uh, I don't know if anyone's like aware, but like you, you've got a games inside the reboot kind of like analysis and breakdown. Oh yes, <laughs> video, uh, like a multi-part like video yes. series on YouTube. That's right. I I watched them. <laughs> uh, I did too. Me, like totally geek out. <laughs> uh, actually, it was um, it was at right after that I I watched your uh, your uh, uh, um. Uh, GameCube theory video, the first part, because when I first watched it, the first part, only the first part was out. It was after I watched it, I shared it with the rest of the group, and I was like, "Hey, we should ask her to be on the show." Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good thing to segue into. Uh, did you want to talk about that or plug that? Uh, I'll put a I'll put a link to your YouTube channel in the episode description of this episode. Uh, sure. I have a YouTube channel called Game Sprite Mode, and I just talk about anything reboot related. And my current project is GameCube Theory, where I'm going through the first three seasons of reboot, analyzing the games and what we learn about in the show. So far, part two is up and part three will be coming out shortly. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to checking that out. Um, all right. Uh, and if you want to support this show, you can do that at Patreon by going to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, $5 and up tier uh, gets you uh, hours each and every week of bonus preamble audio of us talking about random bullshit before we start recording the shows proper. Also gets you a monthly-ish commentary track and uh, uh, a recent show that we just started called What Are You Watching? Where we talk about what we're uh, new, kind of newer stuff that, you know, isn't 25 years old <laughs> that, we're, that we're watching currently. <laughs> <It's> 24 years old. <laughs> uh, 
Um, at the uh, $10 and up tier, you get our uh, weekly-ish news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. You also get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our uh, Mine and Cal's weekly podcast, The Lasercomb Podcast. Uh, we've done quite a few uh, Patreon-sponsored uh, uh, sh- episodes of that podcast, and it's been uh, a couple of which were actually even chosen by Game Sprite Mode. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a fun and wild ride each and every time. So uh, uh, if you want to get in on that, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, social media, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb, spelled the same way. Or you can follow the show on Twitter, the show proper on Twitter, at alphanumericpod. Or you can follow me, I am at lasercomb for the final time, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Cal, you are at? I am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, Lady Glitch, you are at? Lady Glitch 619. Uh, Game Sprite Mode, you are at? Game Sprite Mode with underscores. Uh, with under- going old school there. I like it. <laughs> High five for the underscore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we'll be back in probably a month or two with episode 53 of Alphanumeric, where we're going to be talking about the uh, reboot paradigms, lost uh, webcomic, and all of the stop, start, failed attempts at uh, rebooting reboot over the during the 2000s and 2010s. So keep an eye out for that. I'll 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 start plugging it on social media ahead of time before we actually. So it's not just going to drop randomly. <laughs> Um, well, I think that about does it. Uh, I just want to say, cause this is going to be, again, be the last episode of the show for, again for a little while. And, um, we've also run out of talking about, uh, re- the core reboot show proper. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. And also thanks to my co-hosts for, uh, for doing the show with me. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you. It's been an interesting, uh, journey and, whether I'm a real fan or not, because I never watched Reboot all the way through. Uh, it's been really, really fun to avoid the spoilers and being like, oh, like what's going to happen with with like Damon? Oh, how's this going to get resolved? And so it's kind of been like an interesting exercise to like watch something old new. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks it- for bringing it into your family. I never thought I would get into podcasting, but apparently my newfound uh, nerdiness for reboot uh, served me well. So I'm glad I found you guys online. There's a a, a lot of things that uh, have happened because we, me and Cal have been doing the uh, pod this or other podcasts now for almost two years at this point. There's a lot of things that have happened that I never would have expected. One, I never would have expected anyone actually listen to us. <laughs> So other uh, than th- our own two views, uh, us watching right? ourselves. Yeah. So thank you uh, to, uh, to everyone out there who's been listening to this show, including including and especially you, Game Sprite Mode. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I think it's fair to say that they're our number one fan. <laughs> I I agree completely. Um, I I never expected to. Uh, well. Doing these shows has uh, brought me and Cal closer together as friends. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, totally. He's uh, I consider Cal to be my best friend at this point. Um, 
And uh, me and Lady Glitch are, have now been dating for a few months. I never would have expected to actually start uh, dating someone through a podcast. I and never an person. Yeah. <laughs> I I never would have expected people to actually buy T-shirts uh, relating <laughs> to show art from our shows, but lo and behold, people do. Uh, People uh, tag uh, tag me and tag the show in th and other shows that we do in like memes relating to stuff we talk about and just just it's it's been great. It's been something that I've kind of, without getting like cheesy or anything, but it's been something that I've kind of that's been a, a blessing in my life. I think. Aww. And uh, yeah, doing these shows, I, is, I agree. And yeah. doing these shows is like the. <laughs> Probably the first like real like creative project I've ever uh, set out to do and actually like stuck with and kept it going. Mm -hmm. it, it's fulfilling uh, because even though I'm not like the like the producer and the organizer or any of that stuff, having something to like stick to has given mm -hmm. me like some level of like planning and discipline. And uh, I think, I think, have I been on every single, <laughs> I think I've been on every single episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have. Wow, look at that. So according to Reboot Logic, since Enzo's the main character, because he's been on every episode of Reboot, <laughs> NeoCal's the main, the main host of Alphanumeric because I've been on every episode, right? Yeah, uh, Cal. Cal is the hero of this show. I'm just the amusing sidekick. Well, <laughs> to, to get back to the the points you were the the points you were making uh, when we started all of this, um, my goal is some people. Everybody has different motivations, and my my goal is always like, how do I make people laugh? And I actually realized it's how do I make like my friends laugh. Kind of don't care about other people <laughs> right like people i'm friendly with people i know but like if i can make christopher or lady glitch or um one day i'll make game sprite mode <laughs> laugh um that's like and and nobody listens or downloads the the episode i'm like eh, at least i got to talk about like a 90s show and like try to make jokes mm -hmm. so like what what more do you want right Agreed. Well, um, I think we're going to get out of here now. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm here too. I was just talking. I'm NeoCal. And I'm over here in another system, Lady Glitch. And I guess I'm the tag along for today. I'm game sprite mode. <laughs> Woo! And uh, until next time... Um, no long drawn out uh, outro. Just uh, thanks for listening, guys. Take Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. They say that if you love somebody, you've got to set them free. And if you really love somebody, you've got to let them be. Well, 